The following is a presentation of the Premier Dance Network. Dancers, Jess here. Welcome back to the Whole Dancer Podcast. Today's topic is mentally preparing for performance and positively reviewing your performance afterwards. So pre-performance, I want you to quiet your mind and envision the outcome you want. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the tips or some of the mindset things you need to master in order to go into a performance in a positive way. And these actually come from the Ohio Center for Sports Psychology in what successful athletes need to perform at their highest level. Dancers should see themselves as athletes. Of course, you're also artists, but you need to acknowledge that close connection to athletic performance. Obviously, you're requiring so much of your body. You've got to really look at it this way as well. So according to this the Ohio Center, successful successful athletes choose and maintain positive attitude. They maintain a high level of self-motivation. They set high realistic goals. They deal effectively with people. They use positive self-talk, positive mental imagery, manage anxiety effectively, manage emotions effectively, and maintain their concentration. So we're gonna go a little deeper into each of these because they are so relevant to dancers and specifically to dance performance. On stage, in the studio, wherever you are, all of these things feed into the way that you're going to perform. So first for attitude, you've gotta realize that attitude is a choice. And then you get to choose an attitude that is predominantly positive. Sometimes we think, you know, negativity is just something that happens to us, but it's really something that we either breed or we try to minimize. You have to view dance as the opportunity to compete against yourself and learn from your successes and failures. There's going to be a lot of rejection in dance. There are going to be a lot of times when you might feel as though you're failing, but you need to take those as opportunities to learn from them. You have to go towards excellence and not get into this perfectionist mindset and realize that even the other dancers around you, even your teachers and artistic directors, the artistic staff, none of those people are perfect either. They all have their struggles. And even if sometimes you look at them and you think, oh my gosh, she's just perfect. It's not true. And I'm sure she doesn't feel that way about herself either. So remember that you're all striving for excellence. Perfection is honestly boring and it's going to tear you down. Don't call yourself a perfectionist and think that it's a badge of honor. It's really self-destructive and it's not conducive to moving in a positive direction. So let's try to squash that. And you maintain some balance and perspective when it comes to dance and the rest of your life. You know, you've got this performance going on. Obviously, it can be all consuming. It takes up so much of your time. But you have to remember that there's life outside of dance. And that balance is really something that helps dancers to become better artists because they're able to bring life experience onto the stage. And you have respect for dance as an art and as almost an athletic thing. You have respect for other participants, your artistic directors, teachers, and for yourself, of course. 
for motivation, you have to be aware of the rewards and the benefits that you can expect from your participation in dance. You know, there are going to be times for dancers when, you know, you might be stuck in the core or feel like you're quote unquote stuck in the core and you're not recognizing the reward of dancing in that awesome group of dancers. So you have to look for those things and make sure that you're maintaining them as you move forward in dance, especially if you're pursuing it as a career. You have to be able to persist, even during the difficult times, even when you're working on the choreography that you really dislike, because I guarantee there will be those times when you are like, what, what is this choreography? Where is it coming from? Why am I doing it? So you have to find the way to persist through those times, even when it doesn't feel super rewarding or it doesn't feel like exactly the path you want to be on, because unfortunately, as dancers, we don't always have control over what choreography we have to perform. And you have to realize that the benefit and the joy of dance comes from the rehearsal time. It comes from just the fact that you get to be dancing and participating in this art and not necessarily in the outcome. Uh, So find the way to focus on the day-to-day love for the art and the love for dance. You've got to have goals and commitment. You know, this is pre-performance, but this is all the time. Setting long-term and short-term goals that are both realistic, measurable, and time-oriented. There's another podcast episode on this, so you can go check that one out if you want to get more into goal setting. It's so important. And you have to stay aware of where you're currently performing, what level you're at, and develop a game plan to move further and to progress and to you know, find the success and find the improvement that you're striving towards. You have to stay committed to your goals and carrying out the daily demands of being a dancer, which is you know, taking class, going to rehearsals, staying open-minded to choreography, even though we still won't love it all. So keep an open mind, keep a positive attitude. That's going to take you so much further. Having people skills is something that dancers are not always talked to about, but you know, you're a part of this larger scheme of things with all the other dancers that you interact with, with your artistic directors, with the artistic staff, with your family. And you have to know how to communicate your thoughts and feelings and, you know, feel like you're heard and express those things and get them across. We don't want to be holding back or feel like you have no voice. I think a lot of times dancers feel like they have no voice. It takes cultivation. You know, it takes practice. And in an art form that's mostly quiet or silent, you know, for the dancer, you're not really talking very rarely. Um, You need to develop that and see that it's so important and it's going to take your career further when you can use your voice and express your concerns and feelings. And the artistic staff is going to respect that as long as you present it in a respectful way. So when it comes to performance, you know, you're getting notes, but you also might have concerns about the way things are staged or, you know, the spacing or, you know, whatever it might be. And you should feel comfortable bringing those things up. So practice that. Don't just stay silent. Don't just hold back. When it comes to self-talk, pre-performance and any time, I talk about this a lot, self-talk is so important because it impacts your self-confidence such a huge way. During the difficult times, you have to use realistic and positive self-talk. Those are the times when that self-talk is really going to help you to move forward and, you know, not lose sight of the bigger goals and all of that. You have to talk to yourself 
the way you would talk to your closest friend and or, or the way you would be kind to your closest friend. Use self-talk to regulate the thoughts, feelings, and behaviors that might be dragging you down pre or during a performance. You know, look to the positive. Find the ways to lift yourself up. I love this one, mental imagery, because it's not always talked about with dancers, but you have to prepare yourself for a performance by imagining yourself performing beautifully at your best. You know, see yourself doing that. If you are dragging yourself down or seeing those moments when you maybe didn't perform at your best, it's going to really become part of you and part of that mental action. And it can actually create a poor performance for you. You have to use that mental imagery to prepare positive action and recover from any errors or, you know, missteps in choreography that could come up in a show. You want to deal effectively with any anxiety or pre-performance jitters. You have to accept that that is part of a show and, you know, those butterflies in the stomach are natural and most people get a little bit nervous and realize that some of that is going to help you perform well. And learn how to reduce your anxiety when it's becoming too strong. You know, you don't want to lose that performance intensity and you don't want to be paralyzed by anxiety. Uh, So depending on your level of anxiety, you might actually need to speak to somebody about it and see what specific coping mechanisms are going to help you to move forward. Um, All of these things we already discussed as far as the mindset and mentally preparing yourself, those are going to help you deal with the anxiety. And just feeling prepared for performance can help you to reduce anxiety. So, you know, make sure that you're paying close attention to performance notes and performance tips and make sure that you've really internalized the choreography. You need to deal effectively with your emotions, except that, you know, anger, disappointment, excitement, these things can all come up in the dance performance experience. And you have to be able to use those emotions to improve instead of letting them interfere with your performance. Um, coping with our emotions is so important. And it even might be something where, you know, if it's an emotion that's coming from an outside influence or something that's going on in your life outside, learning how to kind of compartmentalize just for the show. We don't want to totally avoid all of our emotions all of the time, but you want to find the ways to sort of deal with those things so that you're able to put everything you've got into the performance. And then concentration. You have to know that you need to be paying attention to the other dancers on the stage and the music and, you know, all that might be going on with sets and costumes during a performance. Really focus in and hone in on the dancing and what's important there. You have to maintain that focus and not let any, you know, potential distractions tear you down or, you know, things can happen with music if it's recorded or things can happen in the audience that are totally distracting. You have to learn how to sort of tune those things out and focus in on what you're doing and what is expected of you for that day. Find the joy. That's just an added tip. Find the joy in every performance. Don't overthink your corrections when you're performing. Allow yourself to just dance. Arrive at the theater early. Create a checklist of all the supplies you need so you're not worrying about things like point shoe ribbons or, you know, sewing things on or any of that. You want to include meals and snacks on your checklist so that you're prepared with the with your pre-performance fuel and maybe a post-performance snack. Bring plenty of water, drink plenty of water throughout the day. 
bring an activity that's calming for your downtime. For that backstage time, bring a book to read, maybe some journaling to do or a drawing or coloring book because that's a popular calming activity these days. It's a good one for dancers backstage. There you go. Pre-performance mental preparation and a little bit on post-performance. You want to focus on what went well and make a game plan for the things you'd like to improve. You know, don't just tear yourself down for the missteps or say, oh, I'm horrible. You've got to still maintain that positive attitude and be constructive with yourself. Find the way that you're going to take it forward and improve in the next performance. And yes, that might require some extra studio time. That might require, you know, talking to your other friend in the core about, you know, how the two of you can make sure that you're keeping those lines straight. Whatever your notes were, don't just say, oh, I'm the worst. That note means that I am the worst dancer. I'm horrible, blah, blah, blah. Don't get into that negative spin. Find the way that you're going to take that performance note and work on it and improve for your next show. So I hope that these pre and post performance mental game set tips helped and how to really prepare and mentally go into it was helpful. Don't forget, head over to the Whole Dancer blog, and you're going to find additional information on these pre- and post-performance tips. All month long, for the month of May, we're going to be focusing on this performance aspects, performance training, and recovery, and all of that good stuff. So be sure to tune into the Whole Dancer podcast again next week. And as always, if you ever have any feedback, comments, or suggestions, shoot me an email, jess at thewholedancer.com, or you can also still email me at info at thewholedancer.com. Thanks for tuning in. I'll talk to you next time. <laughs>